Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. Welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe. I'm thrilled to have Samantha Diamond here today. She's the co-founder and CEO of Bird and Bee, a company that's revolutionizing the at-home fertility service market. While struggling with pregnancy loss and buying loads of drugstore pregnancy tests, ovulation predictor kits, and prenatal vitamins every month, which I think we can all relate to, Samantha, a marketer by trade, found that her bathroom vanity mirrored a pregnancy culture that didn't accurately fit her own experience or struggle. She also discovered a gap in fertility care where there was no initial direction or prenatal vitamins or fertility supplements to optimize her health. From there, Samantha took a deep dive into what she should be possible to support a generation of parents to be. She's now a mom of three. Samantha has a full picture view of the journey, as well as the holes that need to be filled with support, education, products, and services every step of the way, which is amazing. Thanks for being here, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me and and for allowing us the opportunity to talk about what we're doing in the fertility space. Yes. Thanks for being here. I, I, first of all, tell us a little bit about your journey and how that evolved into Bird and Bee to begin with. Yeah. So I, um, I'm actually married to a fertility doctor. So that's like the most important, (laughs) yeah, that's an important starting point of of the journey. Um, and before we even started trying to have children, he actually helped diagnose me with PCOS because I wasn't cycling regularly. And I kept saying like, what is going on? Mm. He was like, I think you, you probably have PCOS. So I actually feel all of us would be like, what it yeah. would need to be living with a fertility doctor that my poor, if that was my husband, he would be like, can you please stop talking now? Cause I'd be like, and what about this? And what about that? And what do I do now? And you know, can you check me out here? And <laughs> that's, that's pretty much date night is like that. In our yeah. Um, so I, I found out super early on in my twenties that I had PCOS and what that did for me at the beginning of the journey to growing our family was that enabled me to know straight up, I'm going to need support, um, from a doctor in order to help me get pregnant. And, and and your, your symptoms of PCOS, because they vary so much for everybody was just irregular cycles or was there something else for, for me? Um, I actually just stopped cycling completely. So I, (laughs) I went off the pill and I didn't have a period for months at all. And obviously got the lovely um, face full of acne to go with it, which was lots of fun. <laughs> and um, and 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 found out that I was going to need uh, some medication and intervention in order to get me ovulating again and and be able to conceive. And and so that's what we did. And I was able to conceive my my first two children. And again, like a full credit to learning this so early on because um, I, I have seen this in friends, family, our customers who are not able to diagnose something so quickly and are trying at home 
for a year or two years and, and struggling in, in so many ways along that journey, like not just physically, but emotionally, the relationship, all kinds of things are affected when you're put under that kind of pressure. So I was lucky to have avoided that with uh, all this information up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then when we continued to grow our family and, and we were trying for our third child, I experienced pregnancy loss um, about nine weeks into, um, our pregnancy. And that just absolutely devastated me, of course. Yeah. And even, even knowing the statistics of how common a miscarriage is and knowing a lot of people around me who had gone through it, I still felt that the entire experience was shrouded in this sort of silence and, Um, I felt very, very alone because firstly, I hadn't told anyone I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So for, for not announcing a pregnancy to, to sort of transitioning that announcement to be like, I was pregnant and now I'm not, it's sort of an awkward conversation that, um, no one really prepares to have. So I didn't tell anyone Mm -hmm. and I went through a few months of a really, really, really tough time you know, not really processing the loss very well. Um, I've learned a lot about how to uh, process grief since, but I actually just didn't, I I ignored it. And I went back to work the following day after um, uh, my DNC and I ignored it, which I've now learned is not the the best way perhaps to go uh, through something like this. And then it took me quite a while to get pregnant again. And I had to, um, do a little bit more on the fertility treatment side, eventually got pregnant with my daughter and, um, really only started to process the entire, uh, loss since I started talking about it through bird and bee. So it's actually been quite healing for me to have these conversations and, and really talk through what happened. Um, yeah. So, and I think that's important to note Samantha too, because, I talk to people that have had losses, 10, 15, one woman came to me out of the blue who saw me somewhere and said, I just wanted to chat through this. She lost her baby 30 years ago and hadn't felt like she had grieved that loss. And I think that it shows up in different ways for us. Um, You know, maybe something reminds you of that experience or you see that, oh, at least for this woman, people now are talking about it more regularly. And even though we feel like it's more regularly for those that happen, that it happens to, I have somebody that just two days ago, it happened to, she's like, I didn't know anybody. And that was a situation I was into. I didn't know anybody that had a miscarriage. I, it completely blindsided me. And this, this particular girl right now that just went through it. Um, she said that the doctor that did the anesthesia for her DNC said she was a sixth person that day that she, that they had been doing a DNC for. And as much as that breaks my heart to hear, it also gave this particular client the rest assured that she's not alone and that it really is truly so common. And although that doesn't help when you're in it and with the sadness and the grief and the loss, I think just educating people on the fact that it is normal and we don't realize that because we see people that get pregnant and have these wonderful pregnancies and it's never talked about um or we see the opposite side that maybe they have something else going on that's causing that but we don't really see the in-between of you know it's actually just 
you know, one in four that's reported and probably more than that. I would, I would believe myself, um, that it happens to. So I just want to acknowledge that if anybody who's listening, who feels like they haven't quite mourned that loss, it may show up in another way. I mean, you were obviously working, had two kids and whatever, maybe you didn't feel you had the time to, to mourn at that specific moment. And that's okay to, to have it show up in whatever way that it is. So I think it's really cool that you're kind of figuring it out as you go along with this new journey of yours with Bird and Bee too. Yeah. And I think I'll, I'll add to that for anybody listening. The one thing that I wish I would have done is to really get therapy at, at mm-hmm. the time or maybe soon after so yeah. that I didn't hold the pain for so long. Yeah. Um, so, so if, if I could choose to go back and do one thing differently, it, it definitely would have been that. So if yeah. it's available to anybody out there, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. And I would kind of piggyback on that to say, if you are finding a therapist or somebody who's going to help you through that, um, when you check them out, ask them, are they going to be open with them about open with you about your own journey? Because when I sought out a therapist after my first miscarriage who focused on miscarriage, I'll never forget walking out to the car to my husband. And I was crying more than I did going in there because she, as a therapist, a lot of them kind of keep this boundary of not telling you about their own experience. And I was looking for somebody to give me hope of like, I've had a miscarriage. I now have kids. Don't worry, you'll get through it and whatever. And I didn't know she didn't say anything to me about those things. I think it's really important to feel seen and heard and understood through a miscarriage loss. So ask the questions before you seek help, either from a coach or a therapist, if they are somebody that you're going to be relating to, because it's so important when you're healing from a loss that way to be able to know that they get what you're going through and you're understood in that in that way. So I would second that for sure. So let's get on to more of the fun stuff. Um, how did you start to think this is something that I'm going to do? Like, how do you do that? <laughs> where did you start? Like, where, well, like you wake up one day and you're like, hmm, I think I'm going to do this. Yeah. Well, so when I was going through this fertility journey and loss and trying um, again for quite some time. Um, I, I, I was working in PR. I had a PR agency here in, up in Canada and uh, mostly in the, in the beauty industry. So um, very used to sort of that space and the marketing to millennials and what, you know, packaging looks like and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and during, during our, our process to conceive, I, I was doing two things. One, I was, I, I finally got referred to a fertility naturopath, which was like the most eye-opening, incredible experience of the entire journey. Yeah. And she gave me a whole long list of supplements that I should be taking and all the science behind it um, and gave it to me and said, here, go get all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so I would be going to the drugstore like two or three times a month just for the fertility things, like just yeah. for my supplement list, which I actually couldn't all get at the drugstore because some yeah. of them are professional grade and some of right. them you can buy online. So like that was a job. That was a whole job of yeah. supplements and, expense, and like right? and expense, extreme expense. The naturopath yeah. themselves are, you know, over $300 for an, an intake appointment and then follow-ups. And then the supplements are like 200 something dollars a month. Yeah. And then you have 15 bottles on your counter and you're like all day 
figuring out what to take with what. Yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. And then I was also going every two weeks for the pregnancy tests and the ovulation tests to continue to test, like when, when should we be trying and is it working? Mm -hmm. And I started with my, my marketing brain. I started to see, like really see the packages because it's not something I had noticed before, but I really, they started to affect me. So all of them are covered in babies. I'm not sure why an ovulation test needs to have a baby on it. Cause that doesn't make any sense at all, but that's what it was. And the prenatal vitamins had like a picture of a white woman holding a baby on it. And I was Googling and I was Googling like crazy. I live with a fertility doctor and I was still Googling <laughs> because I just felt like this naturopathic holistic side was sort of missing. So I'm in the bottom of Google and then I'm getting served all of the ads from yeah. the fertility companies that are like happy couple on the bathroom floor with their positive test. And and I just, I was blown away by this barrage of, again, this fertility culture that didn't reflect my journey. All these people on all the packages are happy with a baby and getting pregnant and I wasn't. And I think subconsciously it was really affecting me. And then it became very apparent that this was a problem for me. So I started to think about the parts of the journey that could be fixed or made easier. And I don't think having gone through it and on the other side, and of course, having spoken to a huge number of people who have gone through it and are on the other side, regardless of the outcome and however positive the outcome is, I don't think anyone looks back at the journey and says like, that was great. I had a great time. Yeah. So I really wanted to make the journey just a little bit easier. The parts that we can make easier, less triggering, more supportive, I wanted to make that change for people. And what so that that's where like the research, yeah. So, yeah. Then, then the research started. Yeah. Um, so I, I gathered the most incredible team of people to support all of the elements of this. And we started working with um, two incredible fertility naturopaths, fertility doctors, pharmacists, formulators, and tried to figure out, okay, what are like, what are the protocols that you often give to patients in various categories? And how can we make a specific protocol for these, these different types of patients automated so that they don't have to go and see necessarily a naturopath if they can't afford it, mm -hmm. that they can access these like supplement protocols online without a fee? And how can we reduce the confusion and the clutter and the pill count and focus on like the absolute essentials that you want patients to be on and that are scientifically proven to support their fertility. Because we know if you're in a fertility clinic, the, oftentimes the doctors will tell you there are specific supplements they want you to be on. CoQ10 is a big one. It's, it's proven to support egg and sperm quality. And so how can we make sure that people are on the right doses, but that they're getting a protocol that's specific to them? So if you're 25 years old and you're just starting to try to get pregnant, you might not need the same kind of preconception care that somebody who's 39 and has gone through two losses and has PCOS and has been trying for a year. Yeah, that's amazing. I see so many people that come to me that are really overwhelmed with the amount of supplements that they've Googled, right? To say, I need to be taking all of these. And, you know, it's hard for your body to metabolize all of that. You know, your 
you're expecting your body to to go through all these supplements as well as doing the job of its reproductive system that you want it to work on. And I think pairing back as much as you can with still keeping those essential things is absolutely key as well for the mental health, because I know at least for me too, I mean, you look at your, your Monday through Sunday, um, pill container thing of all your fertility supplements and you just want to like, it's awful. So I love that. That's so great. Did, how long did this process take from conception to where you are today? So it, it took it, the supplement piece took, um, just about a year. Okay. And, um, interestingly enough in Canada, it's actually a lot harder to sell a supplement than it is in the U S actually, I, I don't know if that's surprising or not surprising, but, um, there are stricter regulations and licenses that you need to get and, um, safety data, third-party testing and all kinds of things are required of supplements in Canada. Whereas in the U S they are encouraged, but not necessarily required. So we had a lot of the regulatory piece to go through first here in Canada, because we wanted to sell our supplements both in Canada and the U S sure. And then figuring out how to package them in a way that was accessible to people. So what we've done is we've combined each specific formula combination, depending on, you know, where you are, what stage you're at, they're packaged in daily sachets. So you just rip it open, pop them and you're done. Yay. I love, I'm all about convenience. Anything that I can have that's more convenient in my life, bring it on. <laughs> so I love that. Agreed. Agreed. What's your best seller? What's your our best seller? So we, we have two. Our best, our best best seller is our power prenatal for eggs. That is our most comprehensive antioxidant packed formula. It's specifically for people who are trying to conceive who are either over 30 years old, because we need that extra egg quality support with those antioxidants, or for anyone who's been trying for more than six months. So even if you're in your 20s, if you've been trying for more than six months, this is something you should be on. It is very specifically formulated so that if you are in a fertility clinic, if you're going through fertility treatments, IVF, it will not interfere with any of your fertility medications. So it's not something that like you wouldn't need to adjust the dose for any of it um, okay. with your treatment. So you can, you can be taking all of the medication that you would be prescribed through the clinic. And this would be your supplement that you would be taking to support you. So that is like the by far number one bestseller, which we predicted because it, it, it doesn't really exist out there. It's a combination of a prenatal vitamin and a preconception antioxidant support supplement. Yeah, I think a lot of people, especially when they're starting out trying to conceive, they think, oh, well, I'm taking a prenatal. I'm like, oh, it's not quite enough. <laughs> yes, it's good, but you also need to supplement with additional um, supplements to get to the exact numbers that you need to be at. So something like this that Bird and Bee offers is amazing because it's combining everything that you need in order to get your body optimized to be where you're most healthy before you have that baby, because there's so many, so many reasons that it's important to have those supplements, not only for your own health, but for the fetus that will be soon to be growing in your body as well. So that's exactly. one. What's your other one? The power prenatal for sperm. So this, if you yeah. have anything for men. Awesome. So this was, this was huge for me personally in, in this journey of, of, of building our like formula 
bases was mm-hmm. finding out and learning from all of our, our um, medical advisors that infertility cases are 50% male factor. Mm-hmm. And culturally speaking, we don't really talk about it enough. And I think as women, and it's both biological and natural, but I guess as women, we often carry the burden of the process. We carry the burden of sort of the initial workup and testing and treatment and pregnancy and postpartum and all of that. But, you know, 30%, 30, they say 30% male, 30% female, 30% unknown, which is a combination of 33%. Um, a combination of male and and female factors. So up to 50% of the time, the issue could be with sperm and whether it's, you know, motility, morphology, DNA fragmentation, whatever the issue might be with the sperm quality. It is super, super important for people with sperm to be on a high quality prenatal supplement. If they do have sperm quality issues, they need those antioxidants to support the sperm quality. And they need to get tested early the same way that women or people with eggs get those initial like blood workups. The guys need to be testing their sperm as well, again, to just avoid that long time of trying without knowing what the issues are. Right. And it changes. What I love about the sperm aspect is that we, we, it's easier to measure, right? It's easy, easier to tell what's happening with, if I'm doing this and I'm taking these supplements and I retest, you know, 75 days later, you should be able to see a result of what you're doing with your lifestyle and your supplements and, and seeing an increase in that. Were you guys able to do any studies like that with your supplements to see an increase for sperm with men? We are actually in the process of launching our first one. So we, the past few months, we've had a number of doctors, um, or just organically sending their patients to take our supplements because they love what's in them. Mm -hmm. And we've had we've had a a number of fertility doctors reach out and say, oh my God, my, my male factor patient improved his parameters by two or three times in the course of three months. Amazing. Just by taking the antioxidants. And, and again, these are all antioxidants that are already out there. These, all of these agents have been studied. All of these agents have science behind them to show that they improve various sperm parameters. What we've done is we've put these agents together in specific doses to ensure that again, people aren't like confused and taking, you know, 800 different pills a day. And so we already know that these agents work. Science shows that these agents work. And now we're going to be able to actually launch a formal study with a cohort of um, male factor patients to show that, you know, our combination is, is really working and improving their parameters. Awesome. I love that again, because it's, it really is so much easier to see the, the improvement on male sperm versus our eggs, right? I mean, we yes. can be taking things with eggs, hoping that it works, but we, we, we never really truly know what's going on compared to giving a sample um, and measuring that every, again, 75 to three months is awesome. That being said, for anybody who's listening that is taking these supplements for male as well, know that there are other issues sometimes that are not affected by supplements. And that's why it is so important to really get tested to see what it is that you're dealing with. Because obviously with fertility, time is of the essence on both sides. So we don't want to kind of assume that 
well, my partner's taking all these supplements and so he's going to be fine. You do genuinely want to know like what's, what's happening, what's the root cause of this? And is it something that can be affected by a supplement and lifestyle change alone? Um, because you just, again, being educated on your bodies and what's happening is the key because the more educated you are, the better off you are in your, in your path. So I know you talk a lot about education. How, how are you guys getting your education out to the public? What's, how do people find you and find out more information around Bird and Bee and, and the education and information that you guys are sharing? So this was, I, I think, the number one thing that was really important to me uh, to, to, to really be a core part of what we're offering is like a place where people can come for the science. I really felt that sex education for me ended in like 10th grade and no one talked to me at all about anything until I was struggling. I, I didn't even know how to use a, an ovulation test and, yeah. you know, until the end of my 20s. And it would have been great to learn about those when I was trying to figure out the PCOS thing, because that would have been a big red flag. You know, either your LH is always high or it's never peaking. And that's like, hey, red flag, go see a doctor and get some blood yeah. work done. Yeah, early. I know. It's same here. I mean, we're basically taught you have a period every 28 days and send you on your way. And unfortunately, that's not really the truth. And it certainly doesn't end there. So I agree with you educating people just on the basics of a regular cycle and what's we all think no, what we have is normal, but most of what we have is not normal. So kind of figuring out that ahead of time really saves you a lot of not to say pain and suffering, but and for a lot of people, it can narrow that path for you so you can get to where you need to be sooner. Totally. So on, on the education front, we work with um, a number of doctors uh, who inform like any articles that we're publishing on topics that we're hearing from people they want to hear more about. So whether it's ingredient specific, condition specific, um, tips and tricks, um, we either have doctors write our content or vet our content. And all of our studies that we're citing are, are vetted through doctors as well to make sure that they're actually legitimate studies and that they were done properly. And, and I just want to stop you there too, again, Samantha, sorry, but the, the, it's so important for, again, anybody who's listening to find places like Bird and Bee that has that curated content that is vetted by doctors, because you can go down a path on Google of somebody else's story and get information that is not accurate. And that is such a disservice to yourself. So I always say, yes, it's great to be in these Facebook groups and whatnot, but really go to the places that have information that's backed by science, because that's really where you want to be getting your information from and educating yourself. So I, sorry to interrupt again, but I just want to really point that out, that it is so important that you find that information that's vetted by the right people. Totally. You cannot like, do not go on Reddit and and take advice from someone who's telling exactly. you to try mucinex again, because 100%. that's, that's, that's not the advice you should be taking. You should be taking advice from again, vetted sources or from your, your doctors and medical professionals and therapists and coaches in, in your life. Um, so, so there's the actual content and the science information, and then there's the information about your own reproductive health that our, our goal is to make that accessible to people at home as a screening tool. 
So we want people to learn how to screen for things and look at that, look at the results as, you know, things are okay right now, or here is your red flag. Like we were presenting you with your red flag. Now you need to go and, and see a doctor and do that early. So the OPKs are the perfect example. If you're taking um, ovulation predictor, test strips leading up to trying to conceive and things are, it is, you know, they're, they're either never positive or always positive, red flag, you need to get in to see a specialist. Same thing with the at-home sperm test. We launched a super cool test where you can actually, again, test uh, sperm quality at home and you get your results in 20 minutes and you will know immediately whether your levels of modal sperm concentration are normal or low. And if they're low, that's your sign, go and see your doctor. So it's a great first step for people to take something that's easy and accessible in the comfort of their own home get some answers, and then again, learn and go. go and get, that's both available in the U.S. and in Canada? Yes. Amazing. I love that so much. Um, I feel like just making these things more accessible with knowing that we're at this critical point as a, you know, globally, actually, not just Canada and U.S. as far as the decline in infertility, making these things more common, like the at-home pregnancy tests and whatnot is, is so key, especially, I love that you have this sperm test. That's awesome. We need to talk about this more. Really cool. So cool. You can actually share if you, if you're this type of person, you can share the video of your moving sperm with all your friends and family. You can make it your TikTok background. You can do really fun things with it. Um, but you can also share it with your doctor. Wow. (laughs) Um, but again, it's, it's meant to be a screening tool to give you that information because for people with sperm, there's actually really no way of knowing if you even have sperm in your semen, unless you look at it under a microscope, because everything can function normally, look normal, um, you'd still ejaculate normally, but you can't tell what's in there until you put it under a microscope. So our test has really cool microscope built in. And again, we'll send, we'll send the info to your phone. That is so cool. So fun. I, I mean, it, it is fun. <laughs> kind of weird that I think it's fun, but I guess that's because you and I geek out on these types of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, how can everybody find Burden B and and you too as well, Samantha? You can find us online, burdenb.com. We are on Instagram at birdbco. We're on TikTok, which has been a lot of fun for us. Um, We've been having a lot of fun with TikTok and the TikTok community has been so generous and is just absolutely loving our products. We have some major TikTok fans out there that are also equally geeking out over our products too. So it's been been a lot of fun and I, I never thought I would spend so much time on TikTok, but uh, this is, it's, it's my new part-time job. Uh, that's fun. I have yet to dive in probably for that exact reason. I, I'll get sucked into it and I, I need to keep my eye on the road because there's so much going on, but I, that's great. I think again, bringing in this new awareness and normalcy around all of these things through avenues of social media and whatnot is, is so cool because it's a, just a, such a different experience than what I had or even you had, um, and you're much younger than I am, but not that far down the line. So I think just, again, the awareness and education 
and, and bringing it to be fun and kind of taking it tongue in cheek, knowing that there's the science behind it and the importance of knowing these things is really very cool. Um, do people buy your products on Bird and Bee Direct? Is there anywhere else that they can buy your products? As of today, it's direct from our website, birdandbee.com. Um, we'll see we'll see where things go in the future, but we've got a lot of doctors who are also referring uh, their patients over to us. They're still buying on our website, but um, will likely be in some clinics very shortly as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It was a pleasure to speak with you and we will be talking soon and keeping an eye out for Bird and Bee. Thank you. And thank you for everything that you do from a support standpoint. I think it's incredible that all, all of these people and services and companies are evolving this industry into something that is so supportive of people yeah. going through the journey. So yeah, thank you. thank you. I just, I hope that it continues to move that way with integrity. And, um, you know, I see a lot of industries that grow pretty quickly and they are such a need, but it kind of goes a funky direction. So my, my thought and prayer is just that people who start to show up and continue to show up here are, are doing it for the right reason. So thanks for being here again. And I can't wait to see Bird and Bee and yeah, I want to see those TikTok videos. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Follow up on Instagram at the Pretty Little Tribe or at Elizabeth King underscore coaching for updates, resources, and a community to connect with. If you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your TTC and parenting journey, visit elizabethking.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Visit elizabethking.com backslash pretty little tribe podcast for more information on how to enter. Any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you.